And I think this also begs into question what Jesus's powers are as a uh, God-made man. Um, because this is the man who multiplied fish, multiplied bread. Sure. He yeah. couldn't just create a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> What's that it's from the future? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. everyone welcome to the unblessed podcast my name is evan and i'm scott and we are two at church drama divas scott did you ever <laughs> do any like church drama or anything like that oh yeah i have like two different sides of the coin i have like a very evangelistic church drama when i was in high school and then i had like the cutesy um like church plays when i was a kid so i, I saw both sides of this this beast. We did one when I was a kid called The Music Machine, and it was a giant, we made this giant like jukebox looking thing, and you put like a token or a wish into the machine, and a song would come out, and all the kids would sing and dance. And I had a solo, Evan, and you, it was all about the Beatitudes. So everything you put in, you got like a song about one of the Beatitudes. It was like kindness and like patience and self-control. Would you it all the meek? I was self control. <laughs> I could, Jeez, there's a country western ones. jam about <laughs> self control. I never like to brush my teeth. I wish that I could stop. Something, something with candy bars and drinking soda pop. The but one day my me. teeth hurt so bad. All my cavities, oh me. Something, something self control. I can't remember. Self control is the easiest way to go. So it keeps uh, doing all that. Anyway, uh, so if you want to try to dig up some video of like maybe fourth grade, fifth grade Scott singing a self control Western jam with a giant toothbrush, that's what I did in church. A giant toothbrush. How big was this toothbrush? I don't know. It was like almost as big as me. I was like three foot something at the time. <laughs> I'm no stranger to the church musical, Evan. I. If that says anything about my personality. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> what were you in? What kind of dramas were you a part of? I didn't do anything that I remember. Oh, come on. Um, when I was really young. Mm. I don't remember being a part of anything. When I was in high school, we had a church drama group that would go to, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, where we had the I Dare You to Move WWE wrestling match that happened um <laughs> that was one we also did one that was set to the tune of 
uh, the main theme of the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. So it's real like like a real epic build, and it like basically talks like through the creation and through the birth of Jesus. But then like a few other ones were just like sign language. Yeah, you're just motioning through songs, motioning in rhythm. Yeah, that was um, a lot of kids stuff. Yeah, which is cool in one sense but if you don't know sign language yeah it wasn't really communicated to us as kids as sign language like this will yeah. be a helpful uh tool for later in life this is more yeah. just like this is what this hands gesture means I, I thought they were just like you know oh we're just doing symbols i didn't realize we were doing some of them were you know and maybe it was the narnia one. Oh boy um we did like a body cross that sounds like a wrestling move as well <laughs> um and the reason i call it like a body cross is like um so one of us would so it, it walked through like jesus last days everything like that the crucifixion yeah. um and during the crucifixion one of us would like turn our back towards the audience and hold out our hands and then the other one of the other guys would you know be kind of like lifted up what? and he just like wrap his hands like around him like that and would just and we had this uh, guy who's a football player, and he usually had that part. And he would just basically squat the kid <laughs> into the air. What? And like, <laughs> and so like he was just basically all legs holding up uh, me or like some other like uh, lighter kid. Um, all for the glory, right? All for glory. And you know our arms stretched out, and there's usually somebody like behind them who was. Uh, stretching their arms out to make it look a little bit more like a cross. Wow. So like, you man. didn't have props. You just had like people. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have a good uh, turnout? Like where would you perform these dramas in church or are they like all usually, around town? Usually in church. Um, we would also go to like schools and do them. So we would like, was that there was one time we had so I grew up in a small town. One time there was like a Jesus Fest or something like that, um, or Life Fest. I can't remember what it was, um, <laughs> but it was literally this person put up a stage in this like through street. Uh, and I love this West point, and like you had um, or uh, drama theater on one side, like the back side of it. Yeah. And then right across the, like next to it was like a liquor store. And we were like right in the middle, middle of it. You were and, like, you have to decide now, Jesus no, or liquor, no. you pick. I know. And, it was, <laughs> and so our band played, uh, so I was in a, were you lead worshiper at the time? I was lead worshiper in this. I was lead singer. Um, nice. So we played, but then we also did dramas, and then there was maybe like one or two other bands that played. Um, we were better, but um, dang! So you were like uh, all star everything. So you were in high school. You were leading the band. You were doing Scott. I was a cool Christian kid. Were you Jesus in the play too? Absolutely. Oh my gosh! How did you just? You had to just be fighting people off of you all the time, Evan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was. I mean. Resident I had, I, cool I, kid I, and local Jesus Evan. Yeah. That's Evan. He played Jesus. In this oh, part. I never got oh, to play Jesus. He's, he's so cool. Wow. But then Hot. he also is just like relatable. He's and just, so like, humble. Yeah, he's just such a good guy. 
And he also sucks at soccer. He's on the soccer team. He's oh, no. Trash. <laughs> but now, but he originally played saxophone in Yeah, uh, that's the highest band. trait. And then he sucked at it. And then the band director was like, hey, we have a bass guitarist position for pet band. <laughs> and he was like, absolutely. We have a triangle position opening up next week. If you can hold out. <laughs> I remember I, I told my band director that I played bass guitar and he like looked at me and he was like, do you play it like you play your saxophone? <laughs> it was Don't lie to me. It was the sickest burn any teacher had ever laid on me. And I was like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm better at it. And he was like, all right. Like, he's like, get the hell out of here with all that other he's like, sax you gotta, crap. He's like, you got to show me. And I like showed it to him. He's like, all right, cool. Just want to make sure. You weren't absolute garbage. Dang. Not what he said, but he, he did go like, do you play like you play your saxophone? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, God, no. Oh, man. Did you ever get, uh, so when you would do these dramas. Did I ever get a, a bra thrown at me? I was going to say that would like come up and get saved right after, but sure. Did any bras get thrown? Um, I mean, no to both. <laughs> okay, fair. Not that I remember. We did have a, a similar version like you talked about. Like we, in high school, we had like a, a drama, like evangelism tool thing we would do. And my brother was Jesus, but in that one, I was like demon number three. <laughs> but it says anything about my acting. It was a silent play, by the way. <laughs> I was the other Judas disciple. Perfect. <laughs> no one remembers. Yeah, just the other one. Who got it? Who had to have a hard life after that? Oh think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Judas? The other one. The other one. Yeah, I, I just, just same name. <laughs> same name. I should Different really go buy another one. I should yeah. really find another name. It's really not even hard. There's no paperwork. Yeah. You know, uh, it's he, ancient he was times. Period. I'm just Judas Johnson. That's it. <laughs> we could just start saying another name. Just not even. We don't even name tags for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough drama talk for today, I think. Oh, <laughs> I could go on, but Absolutely. as I as I mentioned, but what's our uh, what's our icebreaker for today? What do we got cooking? So you had connection cards in church, right? We did. All yeah, for those of you who don't know, for listeners who don't know what a connection card is, basically, um, ours was uh, passed around during the offering, mm -hmm. and if you wanted to like learn more about the church, or if you want to get involved in a certain way, or if you know you want to make a decision to follow your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today. Um, you would fill out this tiny little index card. Um, mm -hmm. it was usually themed, uh, so it had like the church's like logo on it and stuff yeah. like that. And it was like, my name is pop pop pop. Mm. This is my decision. This one I need prayer about. This is whatever, whatever. And there was always like one old lady in the church who prayed over every single connection card. Yep. Um. Yep. Her name was, her name was Mildred, and her job was to go to the church. Um. <laughs> her job. Cool. <laughs> I mean, they would. Oh, you're right. Yes, we did. I, I'm very familiar. Now we're gonna get into the scandalous part of connection. Oh right? boy, God, we're gonna get into. Uh, uh -huh. We're getting. We're we're going behind the curtain. We're looking at the underbelly. Yep. A real sixty minutes yep. expose. So the thing about a connection card is you could put down any name. Yep. You could be like Icy Wiener, or IP Freely. <laughs> Or Hugh Jazz, 
or Seymour Butts. <laughs> At one time, I put down Michael Phelps. Perfect. A flawless execution. Yeah. Our pastor, our lead pastor would get annoyed at it because he'd be like, yeah, these are for real people. And our college pastors would be like, what's up, Michael Phelps? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I remember being on the side of, also on both sides of submitting these cards and also being on staff and going over these cards. And I feel bad, but you know, I don't care. I remember there'd be weeks where we would go like, wait, did we pray over the cards this week or not? Because we would, that was always like on task of like, yeah, okay, we should pray over the actual prayer requests of all the people in the church. That's the thing that we said we would do. But sometimes, I don't know if something else was happening or we just forgot to pick them up or something. You might not got prayed for that week. And I, I look back and think that was pretty bad. Scott, Scott, look around at America. Look around. All the problems can be pointed back to me and my church staff not praying over prayer requests. Prayer negligence. Someone was like, stop Osama bin Laden. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we forgot to pray that week. Someone was like, stop Kanye from saying stuff. <laughs> and Scott just didn't pray that week. And look at where we're at. Look at where we're at. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, connection cards. You haven't prayed your government and look what's going on i know i know i got a prayer juice but scott's prayer juice is like the original oj yeah it's got it's got uh, all the pulp yeah he's know. got welch's i'm just kroger brand <laughs> <laughs> it's true though i i guarantee i can't think of how many times we did but i know as staff we for sure forgot one week i guarantee it we just you did think not you prayed over those cars more than you didn't did I pray over them more than I did? Yeah, we probably did, but I I for sure remember hmm. one or two times. Now, I'm just saying me personally, like there there's could have been times where maybe someone else picked it up. I remember there be weeks where like, okay, it's your responsibility to pray over these. Uh, I do have an so uh in high school we had a very super Christian I'll say he was a super Christian, but he wasn't like fundamentalist or evolutionist or anything like that. He just was really into just having worship services in the gym. Um, nice. Okay. And you could opt out of it. If you like parents took their kids out of school for it all the time. But, you know, I was super Christian, so I would go and I would leave worship and whatever. And so uh, my handwriting was so bad. Oh, no. It was so unique. That, you know, so you have, like, your moment where you put in, you know, your cards and everything like that. And he, like, got up and he read a few. Um, and then he just fights people. And so I, and I was close with Mr. Parsons. Um, he and I talked a lot. Um, nice. Shout out to Mr. Parsons. If that's yeah. his real name. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always used to assume, if you hear a name on this podcast by Evan, it, it will be the real person. <laughs> will be the real person. And I'm very sorry. And if you don't, if you listen to this and you don't want your name, I'll go back and I'll remove it from, I'll take the episode down, like remove it. Just, I can't think up of a fake name fast enough. Yeah. It's a, I'm he sorry. Can, now, if it's a character, if it's an accent or some form of a character, you know, building <laughs> dramatic uh, yeah, take on a person, I'm, Evan I can pull to, it out. I know. If I have to think of something fake, I can think of it just like, Bam. But if I'm like, God, I'm telling a story. Replace about like John with any other name. <laughs> Impossible. Jesus. Um, 
yeah, Mr. Parsons. Um, he he like knelt down and prayed with me. He was like, I knew this was your card. And I, in my moment, I was like, oh, man, there's like 80 to 90 percent of me was like, that's a God thing. And 10 to 20 percent of me was like, boy, my handwriting sucks. Yeah, it <laughs> stuck out. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was yours. Duh. Boy, he was just like, oh, man. Looks like somebody senile from the old folks' home writing their last will and testament on a piece of notebook paper. That's seven. Looks like all the preschoolers found out how to make a sentence <laughs> together. Gotta be Evan. I remember filling out faulty ones as well as a kid. Uh, I didn't write a lot of like joke names. I would just write down fake names and then I would, like my go-to is always just Paul Oatcream. I don't know why I wrote down Paul Oatcream. I wrote that down every week for... Um, connection cards but it was kind of funny that there was the check boxes of like do you want to get saved today or not on the check box like i just thought that was even as a kid a date with jesus yes yeah no. it kind of felt like a do you like me yes or no like at the end, like it was just like it just seemed funny to me that this very life-changing spiritual truly eternity changing event could happen just by someone like accidentally checking a box on the card. Oh God, like, I, say, I, I meant to say oops. no. Uh -huh. uh. <laughs> now I'm in heaven. In college, the thing that we would always do is we would put down like Dr. Heaven Johnson or Dr. Scott Moran, you know, or Reverend or Colonel or whatever. Every now and then our pastor would, you know, send us a letter that was like entitled like dr evan johnson it's kind of funny no that's but uh when i was getting married um we sent out uh postables we, we had people sign up through uh the website and you could put whatever title you wanted to mm -hmm. and some friends of mine <laughs> put doctor and reverend for their titles <laughs> both of them teachers and so when we sent out the wedding invites, we were sure to put doctor and reverend. Perfect. And our wedding planner was just like, wow, those are some, you got a doctor and a reverend? Like, yeah, wow. your, is the reverend so accomplished? Is the reverend officiating? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. Well, fraud makes me angry. You know who else is angry from time to time? Jesus. <laughs> Lord. perfect transition to today's topic what are we talking about today evan today we're talking about jesus going all wwe that's right on the temple he walks in there's the john cena theme playing and he's like <laughs> i'm the undertaker and he just gives people the chair then just cracks two beers open like Stone Cold on the turnbuckle and yeah, exactly. rips two, them down. Union, two, two wine sacks, he just rips them open. <laughs> Slap them on the face. Pins somebody, does the Undertaker eyes and the tongue. <laughs> exactly. So starting yeah. in, uh, so we're in Matthew 21. And starting in verse 12, uh, Jesus went to the temple complex and drove out all of those buying and selling in the temple. He overturned the money changers' tables and the chairs of those selling doves. Okay, pause, because I have a different version. Here says doves. Mine says the seats of all who sold pigeons. Those are different birds, Evan. <laughs> Very different birds. They are different birds. 
that's the difference between the little ornament in Home Alone. Yeah. Home yeah. Alone 2. And like the birds that are on top of the old lady. <laughs> yeah. The gift and reality. Yeah. <laughs> For Pigeon Lady. Like, was he selling like messengers or was he selling like street rats with wings? I'm I'm confused because because they're different birds. Like I understand I I've studied and read the Bible enough to know that there's just think like different accounts and different interpretations. But at the same time, people who've translated the Bible, they had to stop on this word and go, hmm. Like, did, did it just say bird in, like, the original Greek? And maybe they just kind of filled it in with the first bird that popped in their head? Or was it saying dove? And then all my Greek scholars out there should be able to narrow this one down for me. But I'm just curious if it just said, like, they sold birds. And then people just decided their favorite bird when they wrote. Like, ESV clearly holds up pigeons more than... What were you reading, Evan? The uh, Holman Christian Standard. Holman Christian Standard guy over there. I'm just curious because, you know, in other books of the Bible, there's a distinction. I feel like it doesn't get messed up. Like, you don't hear of a version of Noah throwing a pigeon out of the ark <laughs> when they hit land. Like, it's clearly a dove. Same with yeah. when the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. We all know it's a dove that comes down and not a, <laughs> a pigeon. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, if it could you find anything or? I'm looking at Bible Hub, which has, like, Greek references and translates it. Um, and the original Greek is peristeros, which means doves. What you doing, ESV? What are they doing over here? I don't know. That's funny. Doves in Israel? Like, doves in Israel. List of birds in Israel. Pigeons and doves. They, they had to be able to distinguish between the two. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they didn't have a word for them. Like, surely they had a, a word for dove and pigeon. I'm just so confused. I mean... All right, there's a challenge. If you are a Bible scholar, help us understand why ESV swapped out doves for pigeons. So they are like in the same family, but Jesus, so are dogs and wolves. And that's an that's what I'm saying. It's just there's small like, things. I mean, I don't want to die on this hill, but I'm dying on this hill. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> Like it's like you, there's another thing you like this. Birds, you can um, I gotta find it. My apartment, but like, yeah. There's a, another verse where they describe the robe that Jesus wears when he is about to be crucified. And one, these are differences between books. I think it's between Matthew and Luke. I could be wrong. But one says that his robe was red and another says it was purple. And this was I remember, the old version of like the dress. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and see, that I can understand because perhaps to somebody, the shade was like a burgundy whatever. You know, it's like, okay, so maybe one eyewitness account saw a more purpley robe and then one saw slightly more like sure that makes perfect sense but i want to know was it dove or pigeon because <laughs> those are different animals <laughs> uh, this is an important distinction uh color and language um yeah. has not been universal no of course um, not. all across the time like you look at homer homer's the odyssey he describes the ocean as purple yeah i would totally understand the differences in uh accounts yeah, there was one uh, linguist, he never told his kid, like, what color the sky was. And then, like, one day, like, he was like, hey, like, what's, what color is the sky? And the kid, like, looked up and wasn't 
say what color the sky was because it's always changing you know yeah and so like color is a little bit more understandable that you might have a little bit of like cultural differences and cultural language differences especially since like you said it was matthew and mark maybe it two of the gospel accounts okay so one of them is you know written in aramaean i believe um yeah i can't remember um I, i might be just pulling it out of my ass but like uh so you might red and purple might have been interchangeable I'm. I don't know. Yeah, because I think that was that was the language they spoke was Aramaic. I think, and then, but I can't There's remember. Greek, okay, something like uh, that. But either but way, yeah, I just. It's funny, just because there are small changes like this all throughout the well, New Testament. Small changes, small little differences, but then like pigeon and dove, and we have spent a long time on this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, maybe longer than it deserves. We're still doing this bit, and we're we're gonna... we're, we're one verse into today's topic. Oh, All right, God. okay. I'll stop and pausing. Verse, yeah, verse thirteen, and he said to them, "It is written, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves." So Jesus comes in, looks around, sees people selling doves or pigeons, and then also you know exchanging money, money changers, you know. Uh, basically, they've turned the the temple into a market, essentially. And he's saying that the house of God should be revered. Comes in, flips over the tables, flips over the chairs, and hell yeah, gives them a good scolding. And cracks open a beer bottle, stabs a few people. Um, he, do you think <laughs> stabs a few people? <laughs> Do you think Jesus, which is more uh, befitting of Jesus in this scenario, John Wick or David or uh, Jason Bourne? Oh, um, I think this is more, ooh, I think it's Jason Bourne beating people up with a rolled up magazine. Yeah. Kind of sense of violence. uh, Yeah. uh, Taking a stapler and like slapping someone's head. I mean, so I'm curious, what, what are the implications of this verse? How was it taught to you? Like, what, what was the point driven home that you should go into places that are selling pigeons and or doves and overturn the tables? <laughs> I don't know what bird it is. <laughs> I'm confused. What's the bird? The, the bird watchers in my hometown were just always on edge. At any moment could... Christ come back and overturn your table. Here come these Christians and they're just gonna they had to like get some uh get some stakes and nail down their tents and tables. Um for me, this was kind of a twofold story. On the one hand, it was very much a like okay, let's kind of not talk about this verse. Like oh, really? This one they didn't yeah. want to talk about. Yeah, is if you didn't really have an answer to like, well, why does Jesus like cause destruction of property you know why why yeah. does he you know come in and you know and you can be like well is god's holy temple and it's like okay well i thought so is church really that sacred like i thought yep you know, uh your christian belief was I, I thought church like existed outside of it and it was like yeah it's yep. not nice to do all that <laughs> uh it was just like it kind of like yeah uh, it was shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of it was um, kind of defending righteous anger. Yes. And righteous indignation. And that's something that was taught a little bit more as I got older. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just an appropriateness thing because, like, you know, a five-year-old asks that, and it's like, all right, well, you've got sure. the right. To, you've got the right to be angry, Jimmy. Yeah, and turn <laughs> things over. Like, I don't know if you ever want to tell a five-year-old they've got a right to, you know, destroy your kitchen. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, it was more of like, okay, like we've got righteous indignation. We can, mm-hmm. you know, get riled up. You can stir things up a little bit if it's yeah, for the can. right reasons. Yeah. I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is always the uh, prime example for me when it comes to um, Christian righteous indignation. And hmm. those of you who don't know, he was uh, a Christian pastor in Nazi Germany who housed Jews. And so he was very popular when I was... Uh, in college um, oh yeah and rightfully so and so there's that element tied to it where it's just like okay like we can believe these things we can believe uh that god has mercy but like what's the actionable take on this um what's the mm. actionable take on god's mercy and i mean we don't really see a heck of a lot like the mercy is being shown to people who want to worship in this space yeah this was always taught as like uh yeah, this is the sacredness of yeah. worship in the temple. And then also, this is um, if somebody wanted to go so far, they they were because you have like people who are like you know, well, Old Testament God and New Testament God are not the same. You know how how do you reconcile? Yeah. And people could point to this verse and be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of both angry. Yeah, he's pretty pissed off right here. But what, yeah. about, what about you, Scott? How was it taught uh, to you? It was about. Those same topics. It was, righteous anger is a good word for it, and uh, yeah. and the sacredness of the temple, which does bring up a good point because evangelicals will boast that, well, we're the like we house the spirit of God now. Like this is the temple of God, our bodies, not some building. I mean, everywhere you go, if any evangelical or Southern Baptist church, whatever they will boast that, oh, this is, it's just a church building. Like we're the church, you know, it's not churches and four walls and a roof. It's, it's your heart, you know, it's your four limbs and a heart. (laughs) So another, so Jesus comes into the temple and flips tables, flips chairs. And he's saying, my house will be called a house of prayer. And this is a den of robbers. So pretty harsh. My house will be the international house of prayer. But I want to get to verse 18 because Jesus continues his streak um, the next yeah. morning. So it says, in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And we all know what happens when you get too hungry. Especially um, when Jesus gets hungry. That's, that's right, clearly. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the okay, disciples I'm saw it, stopping here for a second. Jesus was hungry. He was, and he was walking down the road. And I think this also begs into question what Jesus's powers are as a uh, God-made man, um, because this is the man who multiplied fish, multiplied bread. Sure, he yeah. couldn't just create a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's from the future. <laughs> Jesus, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Also, was it his tree? Did he steal from someone's little farm? Or was it just along the wayside? It could have been on the kind of along the wayside. That's what we're supposed to interpret this. All as. right, all right. But I, I, this does uh, invite into question, 
like, can Jesus create or can he only multiply? Oh, the X-Men power of multiplication. But yeah, not... the X-Men power of pyro, for example. He can only <laughs> manipulate fire. He but cannot, he can't create it. Yeah. Can't create it, which is mm -hmm. also a dumb power because, like, obviously there's oxygen in the air. You could create fire out of that. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. And, and yeah. Um, all X-Men are stupid. <gasps> all of them. Stop it. All of them. If Every single last one My wife, if she hears me, you, Holly. she's turning it off. You this is me. an X-Men household X-Men and Superman, both dumb. Okay, you're not going to like my plug then at the end of today because <laughs> it's going to involve one or two of those. Anyway, um, I'm going back to yeah, Jesus no. cursing this fig tree. Yeah. Why didn't he just like create food out of nothing? in this yeah. scenario why didn't you know snickers bar or like you know <laughs> just a good old fish just a nice um, meatball yeah i don't know he uh instead he takes it out on a tree <laughs> these types of stories these are interesting stories that they're clearly left in the bible to tell something and teach something because these are not just like filler episode days in the new Testament. It's not like they just ran out of material. Like we just need another couple paragraphs to really hit our, you know, word count goals for the day. It is funny. Like he's done all sorts of other miracles and we're going to get into the, these freaking oh, disciples later. So oh my God, uh, he says, may no fruit ever come from you again. And a tree withered at once when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did this fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them. Yeah. These are people that have seen, they've already in this Bible seen Jesus heal people. Yeah. Even days ago, I think if we go back, I mean, I go back two chapters, uh, what, three chapters maybe, he's healing a blind man. Uh, we're at the end of Matthew. It's not like this is the chapter one and they're like, haven't seen all the stuff yet. This is disciples yeah. seeing him walk on water by now, heal blind people, heal demon-possessed people, multiply and feed the 5,000. Plenty of miracles. And I'll give you, maybe these miracles are written out of order. Sure. But after sure. every single miracle, the disciples are just like, how did this happen? Huh? huh? <laughs> so maybe this is the first one, but like, it begs the question on all the others. Like, I don't are... think it is, though, because it's state, it states in 18, in the morning as he was returning to the city. So there is a sense of like that these are linear because this is after the temple cleansing, which is comes after the triumphal entry, which has to come after some of the initial miracles of his ministry. It's like they've seen a miracle or two. They have bunch to. Of, bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> like, so they say, uh, how does this fig tree wither at once? And then Jesus answers, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So I interpret this as him going... If you think I have superpowers, you can also have superpowers if you just believe enough. Right? I don't know. I mean, this passage has in the past been just interpreted as, um, okay, he's not literally talking about moving mountains. He's talking about, you know, forcing change in the world. 
<sighs> That's not nearly as fun as superpowers, though. Like, I don't know. Like, we've talked about Jesus' superpowers are not earth shattering. Yeah, they're kind of like, hey, we can get a couple more loaves out of this. Uh, is all. Jesus a necromancer? Uh, does he dance with dead people? Uh, do you, yeah. <laughs> uh, you might be the wrong one to ask this question. Too. Yeah, probably. But, like <laughs> a, a necromancer is somebody who has power over the dead, um, can raise the dead, you know, may have healing powers, can cause death. Um, oh, I want to look up a D&D list of necromancers. Jeez. Oh, well, oh, while he nerds out on all that. Um, it's an important question. <laughs> I think it it's it is if you take it with how we interpret other parables and teachings, I, I do think you just take it as oh we we can do bigger things like change yeah, the world. Jesus can cast spare the dying. Excuse me? He can cast spare the dying, so if somebody is about oh. to die, he can save them from dying. So there's that. Wither and Bloom. Wither and Bloom is a spell for a necromancer. Revivify. That's the one of the resurrection spells in D&D. Evan, you could just name any word to me right now, and I'll... Speak gonna, with dead. Speak I'm going to nod along. I don't know any of these. God, I'm saying speak with dead. What spell do you think that is? What do you think that does? I hear you loud and clear. I just... Raise dead. That's another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, loud and Create clear. Undead. Magic jar. <laughs> These mean nothing to me. Nothing. <laughs> Listener, you get in the comments and yell at Scott. No. Yell at Scott. Tweet at him at hot dog water. I can't be a him. fan of everything, Evan. I just True can't. resurrection is a spell for a necromancer. Okay. I think in this scenario, he casts Wither. All right, so now we all unlock Jesus as a D&D character or whatever we did. You can now use, with Game Boy Link, you can have Jesus uh, in your what, Pokedex. What, what race would Jesus be? Like, I don't think human is accurate. I think he's probably an Asimar or something like that. Like, he's, he's something a little bit more divine in nature. Scott's so bored. I, <laughs> you're. I got no material with this bit. I got nothing. I, I know, I'm, I know. I'm working okay. on fumes or, over or, here. Or fumes. A Calistar. That could also be it. I read the Bible, not the D and D monster handbook, Evan. I came prepared with my ESV study Bible, not my little Pokemon index. Well, that's your fault for being a fucking nerd. <laughs> Little bitch. Evan's like, come on, keep the podcast going. Let me feed you more things you've never ever talked about or used. Uh but okay. kind of in conclusion on that, like I I think like we've talked about like Jesus's powers being kind of not they'd be a little lackluster at times, yeah. yeah. I mean, like he can control water, like that's huge. Like he's got storms powers for yeah. sure. Um, but he only uses it once. That's true. He I mean, has we a don't long recharge time. That's why. Yeah, like I mean, like he's walking around the desert. He couldn't just make it snow. 
know, like, it does say something because I get excited reading that verse because we do sing stuff and teach stuff in church all the time. Of like you can do anything, you know, like the famous verse of like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What do you mean by all things is like, could you really, you know, make it, make it snow in the middle of the desert? Cause I want those powers. But I will say I've never tried to lift a mountain. See, maybe we just got to try. That's what we're missing. But usually it's always interpreted as like something boring. Like, well, the true power is like being a, friend to somebody or like being you the know. treasure we learned along the way was friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah just stuff it's like i don't want just like another friendship token i want like actual superpowers please well, like, i want actual like captain planet powers that's yeah. what i want, I want to... <laughs> oh man well what do you what's your last your final final say on these verses uh jesus learning working through his anger management it's just like a wild like hour that the disciples had so yeah. maybe i maybe i understand why they're just like how did that happen because they <laughs> just saw like jesus just wreck everything inside this temple yeah do you think he just laid it completely just flat out tore it up in there or like maybe just a couple tables i think he did what the, maybe a little bit of a spoiler alert i think he did what the uh girl does at the end of glass onion where she just like breaks everything yeah and he does that to the temple and they're nice. just kind of watching yeah i think like, i just imagine his hair's all like just ruffled up and he's just all like sweaty up. and yeah just <laughs> tossing everything to the wayside do you think the disciples kind of joined in or do you think yeah. they were what do you think they were a little bit more like we know about as much of what's going on as you guys do. <laughs> like they were like, we're going to go park the car real quick. We'll be back. And then they come back. Another and question is, do you think this was socially awkward? Yes. Like, do you, cause like, have you ever been in like a fast food restaurant and someone like throws a hissy fit or something? It's yeah. Like, was this that? Yeah. <laughs> like, did it have that energy of Jesus been making, <laughs> you made it a den of thieves. And everybody's like, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm, it's just the I'm Harvest Festival trying to raise money for the children's <laughs> hospital. No! No! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious. Jesus gets in a fight in Walmart. It's the bait and tackle aisle of Walmart. Wow. Jesus throwing down the cabinets. Yeah, this one is a... I feel like it's talked about a lot. Like, I, I've heard this story preached or talked about, you know, Jesus flipping tables. I feel like the popular image of Jesus... That's well known, but uh, you start digging into it and thinking about it. It it's a funny thing to include. I will say this passage does back up the artistic uh, interpretations of Jesus being ripped out of his mind. Oh, I would believe gotta that. have muscles. Gotta have muscles. He was Big a carpenter. Muscles. You know, he couldn't do it if he was such a, a little like weak weenie. <laughs> <laughs> You mean yeah. that's a great <laughs> that's a great idea because these aren't like ikea tables these no, are big heavy lumber you know stone tables full-bodied tables he's flipping he's, like he's using every delt trap quad yeah. and glute muscle in his body to flip these. jesus <laughs> never skipped leg day ever. absolutely not and so oh he's my pulling squats just like connor <laughs> 
Perfect. Perfect <laughs> way to tie it all up. Well, that's all I got for this. Evan, what do you got to plug? Um, oh, I, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn again. Uh, it's a pretty good game. Um, it's just kind of, um, I can't remember if it was set in the future, set in different timelines, set on a different planet whatever but basically it's like kind of a post-apocalyptic thing where like these animals are made of like machines at this point oh. and you it's a very matriarchal society um and so uh no you just go around you've got like a, a bow and arrow and you know it's kind of a like stealthy game it's also got like robot dinosaurs in it there's like a big like giraffe with like a flying saucer as its head <laughs> pretty dope what about yourself? You said you got a plug that has to do with the worst superheroes of all time. My plug is I watched Supergirl the movie last night and it didn't Supergirl, disappoint. The movie or the show? No, 1984, 85. Oh, oh I've never Helen watched Helen Slater and... It was sold and bought before release. So whoever was making it thought, we don't want to do this anymore. And they sold the movie rights and then someone else picked it up before. Ooh. Christopher Reeves wanted absolutely nothing to do with the movie. The original director of the other three Superman movies was like, or four, was like, I want nothing to do it. So basically it was like, someone said, we want to make a Superman movie. And everyone that was part of Superman franchise said, no. Not a woman. <laughs> so it's really bad. Peter O'Toole oh, is in it. Uh, Peter he's not good. He's he he overacts and in the worst way. But I won't spoil it. Uh, got horrible reviews. It's really campy and bad. There's like half the cast are just made up characters. It's not like real Superman people. So like the villain is just some witch, just a witch, not a, in uh, the comics, just a witch. In defense, every Superman character is a made up character. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. This is not like, like President John but F. Kennedy. It's not like <laughs> Superman against JFK. <laughs> against Ronald Reagan. Uh it's not like Lex Luthor or any you know, it's just it's just a witch. Her name's Selena and her best friend Bianca. And if you look up Selena and Bianca, they look like two just ants that have nothing better to do. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Like they don't even look like villains. They look like just catty. Like they just they just <laughs> got back from the mall. Nothing, there's nothing like indicative about these. people. No, it, I'm telling you, it's That's hilarious. It's honestly a really good bad movie. Like I love finding these types of movies, but it's up there with some of the one of the worst but best movies I've watched. It's just oh, it's so dang campy. You can see the wire in her um, when she's flying sometimes, which happens from time. But like, there's the part where they pull her out of the water and she like flies out of the water and you just see her like on a rope. <laughs> it's so good. So that's my plug. I'll, I'll keep it short to that. But Supergirl, the movie, if you don't, if you see a poster behind it, um, Evan, you know why now. So, well, thank you so much for listening to the Unblessed Whew, Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, uh, we also want to hear your thoughts. We've said a lot during this podcast, uh, but we want to hear your thoughts as well. Uh, you can uh, email your thoughts at unblessedpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at unblessedpod. Um, and without further ado, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And don't forget to close your Bible.